It's funny how some distance makes everything seem small. And the fears in one's controlled me can't get to me at all. It's time to see what I can do to test the limits and break through. No right, no wrong, no rules for me. G'day, g'day, and welcome to Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. My name's Cam. My name's Tim, and you are tuning into a special Disney princess version of the podcast. <laughs> Timmy and I don't always wear matching outfits where we're dressed like Disney princesses, but today's your lucky day because we are. <laughs> so what princess are you dressed as, Cam? Well, originally when I saw it in the pack, I thought, okay, that's totally Snow White. But now that I've looked in the mirror, I feel like maybe I'm one of the sisters of Cinderella that's really <laughs> jealous and unattractive. <laughs> uh, which princess are you? Um, I'm Princess Elsa from Frozen, the the the, the movie which the, the intro song we just did from. The Great. Sort. Yeah, I watched it for the first time this week. Yeah, nice. There's something, I haven't seen that movie, I haven't seen Frozen, but I've heard that song heaps. And there's something that I connect to on a very religious upbringing level with that song i don't know if anyone else has ever been inside a church that's like hillsong that's the exact song structure that they have for every single song where you don't really pay attention to the words but you are loving it there's a piano kind of chorus real catchy uplifting uh bridge yeah they've nailed the structure of hillsong tune in that song i feel like those hillsong tunes is all about the bridge it's it's always that huge bridge into a into a heavy drum drum driven chorus. Yeah, and it works well. It does. It's very culty. Yeah, man. Very culty. How's your week been? Um, it's been good, man. How's your week been? Good. I had a job interview yesterday. It was thirty six degrees. I was running late and it was so stressful. Mm. I don't know if you've ever had trouble with Uber where you order an Uber and then they linger just close enough <laughs> that you cancel on them and it charges you five dollars. Yeah. I had a. An Uber driver do that when I was already like cutting it close to get to this job interview on time. I was standing outside in the heat wearing a backpack. And then by the time my real Uber driver came, the one who didn't cancel, when I took my backpack off, it looked like I was wearing a different backpack. Like my whole back was sopping and the parts over your shoulders where the straps were mm. for my real backpack had created a dark colored, like unignorable sweat patch. What kind of top were you wearing? What color? Well, I've... It was maroon pinky. Okay. And it was bad. Like, <laughs> I'll show you a photo. I thought that gray was the only color that you shouldn't wear if you were planning to sweat. But I found out yesterday. Maroon as well is on that, that list. That maroon is on that list. Look at that. Oh, I actually thought when I first saw that, that you were still wearing the backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, was that before work or? This is Two minutes before I walk into a brand oh, new job interview. no, dude. I hadn't met the person I was about oh, to be interviewed by. Did they comment on it? No. Well, they 
they were like apologetic on my behalf because I walked in late. I was 15 minutes late because yeah. of the Uber thing, but I just like, I was very polite. I was like, I'm so sorry for the delay. And he goes, oh, it's hot out there. Um, like traffic's crazy. Everyone wants to be in their car with the air con. So it wasn't really, he didn't say, and you're soaked, but he kind of like mentioned the heat of the day. <laughs> and then when he like showed me like, oh, walk into this office, please. Instead of walking in normally, I backed into it and like maintained eye contact, backed in first so that he couldn't see my back. <laughs> I let, was... let, let's hope that that doesn't happen to us today while we're dressed as Disney princesses. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a hot day though. Um, so to give a little bit of, um, to give a little bit of structure to why we are dressed as this for the listener, we are going to a Disney party. Our friend Al's birthday. So happy birthday, Al. Happy birthday, Al. Um, but yeah, man, my week has been good as well. I've been, um, I've, uh, three weeks now into university yeah, and, man. uh, doing screenwriting and it's awesome, man. It's crazy. Like, so my, um, one of my teachers to the class mm. was an editor on all three of the Lord of the Rings movies. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. You've got some quality talent telling you how to do things, it's man. It's crazy, that's man. That's good. Like someone, I, I think that anyone that's worked shoulder to shoulder with Peter Jackson is just someone that you should listen to about everything, really. Totally. Yeah, it's crazy. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. That's it's so really cool. good. Yeah, have you seen Have you seen Whiplash, the movie? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, so when I first had that class, mm. it sort of copped elements of uh, the, the teacher from Whiplash. If you haven't watched the movie, the teacher um, from Whiplash is, how would you explain the teacher from Whiplash, Cam? Abusive. <laughs> And he's not like the, no. The, the, he's got a he's got an iron iron technique when it yeah, comes to teaching. Yeah, and and see, my teacher only had elements of that. He did. He, he, oh, okay, de yeah. he definitely he's he's actually a really kind and mm. awesome guy. But he just is very confident and no sort of no sort of bullshit when it comes to when it comes to teaching. Which is it how it is? Yeah, man. Yeah, nice. And uh, you've also started. A job. A job. How's too. that, man? Like it's you've taken it all on at once. I know. For, for the for the listeners that have been uh, following us over the last year, I've just come off a, a a year of of not working, not really, not not really doing. Oh, we're doing a lot of things, but but not working, and it was a great year. I mean, very grateful. Mm. Not many people in their adult life get to have a year like I had, and yeah. it was it was. I was very grateful that that I was able to do that and uh, it was awesome. But yeah, it's definitely a change in lifestyle, man, of what I'm doing now. It's nonstop. Are you, know? you thrashed at the end of every day? Like when you get home, do you just pass out instantly? Yeah. Well, I can't. I need to go home and do uni assignments. Like I've already done oh, two yeah. assessments already. You come I've home been there three weeks. Homework. Yeah, man. It's um, But it's good. It's good. Things are things things are really good in my life, and and um and excited to. It's been a little. It's been a little break. It's been two two weeks for us since the since the last podcast. Yeah, I went on holiday to New Zealand. So thank you for bearing with us, listener. We will actually be doing um less podcasts mm. over the next little period. Should we mention that now? We should. We, we should yeah. talk about that now. Um, so what, uh, this is this is sort of a, a, a good thing if you're a Charging Stallion fan overall. Mm. Um, what we have decided to do is uh, for at least for the next um, few months and then maybe change things after that, but we have decided to go um, 
uh, put the podcast out fortnightly. And uh, in that gap between podcasts, we're going to be writing new songs for Charging Stallion because this year we want to put out an album for our, for our listeners and for our fans and for ourselves. And, and uh, we're very excited about that. Yeah. So basically that means that the week that you don't hear a fresh episode come out, me, Timmy, and the rest of the band will be working on new song material. Mm-hmm. We realize that if we don't set aside time to write the songs, then they just won't happen. So uh, yeah, we're dividing up our months now to do a podcast every second week and the alternating week we'll be writing new music. Definitely, man. And um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the new songs coming out. We, we already have, if you do come to the shows, you would know we already have um, um, a few, three or four songs that we play live that we actually haven't recorded. So um, we definitely want to get those out for people um, with a mixture of new songs uh, that we've sort of got demos for or yet to be created. Absolutely. All right. If you've never listened to this podcast ever in your life, <laughs> it's called News We Like. Timmy and I see weird news stories throughout the week mm-hmm. that we've that have tickled our fancy or that we find interesting. And then we don't tell each other what those news stories are until right now with you listening. It's time for some obscure news. Flavor Flav has wished a happy retirement to disgraced Catholic priest George Powell. So for some context, this week, George Powell was found guilty by the county court of sexually assaulting children and is set to face jail time. A real monster. Absolute scumbag. I'm very happy with the result from court and hope the reality of his actions is overwhelming and makes him feel sick about himself every day, uh, making it hard for him to think straight. But generally speaking, it's a very bad time to be shouting out support to George Powell. And Flavor Flav didn't know that. For people who don't know who Flavor Flav is, Cam, can you give a little bit of a back background on, on, on him? Uh, I think of him as a reality TV star. I yeah, know that right. he used to be in a rap group. He's like yeah. he's like mid-60s, right? Yeah, so for, for people, for an image that would have seen him before, he would always wear a big clock oh, around yeah. his neck. The Flavor of Love, is that his TV show? Yeah, I think so, yeah. He, and he was a, he was a, he was a rapper um, mm. b- before then in, 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 in a very popular rap group. And... Uh, yeah, he uh, he would he was very well known for wearing like the kind of clock that you would find in a like a school classroom, like that size, that size clock. Round his neck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Flavor Flav obviously hasn't been keeping up with the news, so he didn't know who George Powell was and didn't realise that he was being trolled when he was asked to film a video of himself wishing George a happy retirement. Oh no. So there's this app that exists and it's called Cameo. And what you can do is you can log in and there's a list of celebrities who will film a short video of themselves saying a message of your choice for as little as 10 bucks. So on this website, I had a look. They've got some celebrities like Neve, the host from the TV show Catfish. Uh, They've got the presenter slash host of The American Bachelor. They've got the meme maker, The Fat Jewish. They've got Tommy Chong. And they've got a UFC fighter called Francesca Chinny. I don't see. I'm deep into 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 UFC. I don't actually know who that is. I think that gives a kind of idea <laughs> of the quality of celebrity <laughs> that they've got on this website. So I imagine Flavor Flav logs into this website cameo every day, has a look at the spreadsheet that it spits out, and then it just tells them, "Okay, your message is to this person. Make it last for a minute. Film it on your phone." But I'd say that after this mishap. He's probably going to Google search the names of the people that he's asked to do a message for. So let's have a listen to the message that Flavor Five did for George Powell. This message goes out to George Powell. Hey, yo, George Powell. Hey, yo, 
once again, happy retirement. You know what I'm saying? And thank you for being a huge fan, you know what I'm saying, of me or either public enemy. Oh, dude. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> yo, yo, George Pell. <laughs> Outrageous, eh? I never thought you'd ever hear that name said with such vigor and optimism. Has he, he let out any... Um further statements and he made there's been no follow-up yeah. so far but i'd say that uh, yeah his process every morning when he logs into cameo to mm -hmm. see who he's doing these ten dollar messages for is probably going to be a little more stringent so is he getting paid ten dollars to do these messages is that what this is <laughs> <laughs> his ones might be a little more but okay. ten dollars is the minimum for like that's right. kind of ranked on how famous these people are yeah yeah whoever did that troll is twisted yep. yet hilarious <laughs> <laughs> I, see, that's the thing is because it's it's funny with um, America because it, it's like in the Australian culture, mm. we know exactly what's going on in America. Like we all the time, it's, it's, it's big news here. They don't know anything that's going on in Australia. Like the average, the average American mm. just knows about America. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's 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 very it's 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 very focused on on their own country in America. Yeah. Where and and I think that that's why he would probably have no idea who George Pell was. George Pell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cam. Um, so I need to put out a, a language warning on okay. this one. Yep. Um, so um, if you do have kids in the car or someone's listening, I'm going to be dropping the C word a little bit. In, uh, in in this news article. Yeah, we don't want your kids saying crap after they, <laughs> after they hear Timmy say it. Well, I just remember it because I've always like, I remember the first, do you remember the first time you ever said the, said, said the C word? Nah. Because do you remember I, yours? I remember exactly when I said it. So I, we were at my, uh, Arnie's, my Arnie's farm mm. and I had, I had, uh, my brother had, 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 had called me a cunt mm. and I went to my mum and I go, and I go, Hey mum, what is a cunt? And my mum, my mum goes, and my mum goes, mum goes, how did you, what, what do you, what do you mean? What did you say? And I go, Ben just called me a cunt. What is a cunt? Yeah, and, and I remember it was like that moment where a mother looks at a child, looks at my brother, and he's about fifty meters away, and he just runs. It burnt a hole in him. Yeah. The glance she gave him <laughs> took years off his life. All right, so uh, the headline for this article is: Detective facing the sack for farting on duty and repeatedly saying "cut." Um, I usually skim through these articles, Cam. Mm. I'm going to read a, a, a large portion of this because okay. it's too good not to. I'm ready. Um, DC um, uh, Detective Claire Fitzpatrick, 44, is accused of repeatedly using the word cunt and breaking wind in front of other officers. In a bit, in a bid to prevent herself being fired, she said the behaviour was part of a culture of banter at her village police station in South Wales. Um, she is accused of farting outside her sergeant's office, telling a suspect, you're driving like a cunt, asking a junior colleague if he wanted an affair with a fatter, uglier, older woman, <laughs> asking another colleague in a busy station for some thrush cream. That one seems okay. <laughs> yeah, that one What's seems wrong with... <laughs> that one's fine. 
<laughs> she said, I guess when you weigh them up with the other ones, it just kind of like, it's nice to just chuck on the bullet points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She said that swearing was just the nature of the place and the cunt had replaced fucked as her word of choice. Um, she admitted breaking wind outside the sergeant's office but insisted that it wasn't deliberate. She said, I would joke about it. Sometimes I would speak like the character Borat or use a silly voice to say, rather out than in. <laughs> Can you do a good Borat voice? Um, I'd have to like get into the zone. Yeah. What's the, give me one of his normal quotes. That um, very nice. Like my wife, my wife. <laughs> and what's the thing she says? Rather out than in. Rather out than in. Um, she has served in the force for 22 years and she faces 25 counts of inappropriate behavior. Speaking about the junior colleague, she, she propositioned, she said, I met the officer a couple of months before there was a bit of banter. I don't know how the conversation started, but we started speaking about whether he had girlfriends or children. I said, well, if you ever fancy an affair with a fat or ugly or old or a woman who wears glasses, I have a number. And she was wearing glasses at the time. She was very obvious about it. That's a funny pickup line. <laughs> he said. And the fact that she, sorry, man, the fact that she gave more details, like in the bullet points above it says, <laughs> and she said this and she's gone in her interview, she's gone, oh yeah, I did say that. But I also said, who wears glasses. It's, it's such a funny response that she's giving more detail to these things she's done wrong. He said, no, thank you. In res- which is polite. Yep. In response, I pretended to throw up in my mouth and he moved away to sit down. <laughs> um, she said, uh, speaking about the thrush incident, she said, I wasn't suffering from thrush at the time, so I wasn't asking for some literally. She just thought it was funny. <laughs> I like the sound of her. She sounds like a hard case. Um, I think she's she's an, an interesting character. Have you got like? Have you worked with people um, in your workplace mm. that uh, that that you probably wouldn't be around in regular life? But I would be around her. Yeah, that's I like true. her. Yeah, they're right. She sounds right. she sounds fun, man. Like when you like buckled <laughs> us in for the content warning, I was like, oh no, this chick's gonna be a loose cannon, like offensive. But I don't think anything you said there is that offensive. No, like, no. Yeah, I guess if you are offended by that word, then maybe. Mm. I personally am not. But the rest of it, I feel like that's funny, man. Like to to be to be bold enough to say you want to have an affair with someone a fatter, uglier, and with glasses about herself. She's self-effacing, and that's a cool attribute. When I was about eighteen, um, I was I was working for this company called Air Systems, and we yep. used to like spray a bunch of chemicals around in air handling units, like okay. big air conditioning units. The top. Oh, of, like, this is when you crawled through the tunnels. Yeah, we used to crawl through the ductwork and stuff like that. And yep. and I've got some good stories from that. Where another young guy we used to get in the ductwork, shut it up in hot box yeah, ourselves, yeah. get stoned in the ducts. It was quite fun. Yeah. Man. But there was this guy Tracy that I worked with, and his wife was also called Tracy. So yeah, it was yep. Tracy and Tracy, and. He told me like about how him and his wife have threesomes, mm-hmm. but he gets a he gets like a younger guy in, and he just watches in the corner. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, I just thought that it was something that like a story he was telling me. But as I got older and learned more about the world, I realized that it was one hundred percent a proposition. Just because I hadn't well, because when you're eighteen, like, I was just you're just a kid still, mm. and you don't realize when people are. Uh, 
you know, using body language and tone to proposition things. So, you, so he was making a request of you to be that young man. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And when now that you've realised, how do you feel about it? Um, I still would have said no. I, yeah. I didn't say no at the time because I was at the time. Did you say yes? Well, no, at the time I didn't think I was getting propositioned. So I just kind of was like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> But I don't know. I just, I just, um, he was a real creepy guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was a real creepy dude. And the, the thought of him sitting in the corner and looking at me in the eyes still gives me shivers down my, down my spine, even in this Elsa princess dress. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that how quickly I had gone from not realizing we're in princess dresses. Like I'm sitting here nodding along and you've got a a clip in ponytail and I'm nodding along going, yeah, man, that guy sounds a little different. My dress is a little itchy. Is yours fine? Nah, your mine's fine. They're made of different stuff. Yours mm. is made of like sequins. <laughs> I think. <laughs> so I think that, that they're the itchy thing. See, mine's just like silk. Is yours hot? Nah. No, I've, it looks I've good. rolled it. I've hiked it up. Oh, yeah. You've hiked it up in the front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let it breathe a little bit. <laughs> so you reckon Claire Fitzpatrick should keep her job? Yeah, man. And yeah. because she's been so up front in the investigation that she's giving more details. Like some people, when they get investigated, they hide. They go, oh, no, I did nothing. It's a lie. It's a lie. But she's going, yeah, I said that and I said this as well. So I reckon she's she's got a cool attitude. I think how you deal with things after you – I'm a big big, uh, believer and agree with you on that as well. I think Mm. how you deal with things should be a very big play in how you're judged after after the fact. And she has come out and just been very open and honest about everything that comes down. And she's just probably just got bizarre social skills. Yeah. You know, she doesn't seem like a bad person. Not at all. She sounds like somebody I'd love to spend time with. Do you want to see a photo of her? Yeah. She looks quite kind as well. Yeah, man. She looks like good company. I like her. <laughs> Flat earthers accidentally disproved their own theory during an experiment that they ran. So there's a new Netflix documentary called Behind the Curve, which follows individuals who wholeheartedly believe the earth is flat and that it's simply a fact that's being suppressed as part of a worldwide conspiracy. I've watched the documentary and I highly recommend it. Um, How long does the doco go for? It's short. It's like less than an hour and a half. I'd say it's an hour 20. Uh, and the thing that... I guess I don't have that many facts to go through. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they show the personalities of these people that have become okay. like the top influences within the um within the scene not our mate oh our mate does it our mate that built the rocket yeah i think you think if you were making a flat earth movie you would interview the guy that decided to build a rocket and shot it into 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 the sky and lived i know what you mean but they show that there's kind of division within flat earthers right so we as glow believers we i think as outsiders we, is that what they call us uh no nah, i think they call us deluded okay. <laughs> they um they have like different they call it chapters okay. which is different sections and they don't all get along with each other right it's like any religion oh so it's kind of like christianity how um you've got like different branches of yep. Christianity: anglican presbyterian yep. catholic yep. and although somebody who's completely atheist will go oh fucking christians like the presbyterians will be like well i'm not a catholic yeah <laughs> so that so i had no idea that they had that in the flat earth community yeah they do man and i have a feeling that our mate the one that we're saying blew himself up on a rocket and lived through it he must be part of a different chapter because right. even in the story that they show there's like a flat earth conference and mm-hmm. there's people that make videos every week talking about the flat earth 
they're going to this conference, they're saying, buy tickets, buy tickets. And then this one guy makes videos saying, the people telling you to buy tickets, they're government workers. <laughs> these aren't their real names. So they're like, within the conspiracy theory bubble, there's these offshoots where they don't even, they don't trust each other as well. Like they, they disbelieve that their other flat earth fellow, fellow believers yeah. are against them. So it's crazy. But in one awkward yet satisfying scene, a couple of, <laughs> a couple of flat earthers prove the earth's rotation and curvature and then appear stunned by the result. When the experiment goes awry, you can hear Bob Nodal, who ran the experiment saying, we don't want to blow this, you know. When you've got $20,000 in this freaking gyro, if we dumped what we found right now, it would be bad. It would be bad. What I just told you was confidential. So, <laughs> so they're obviously not filming it themselves? Is it a film? No. Okay, so it's filmed from a third party. Yeah, yeah. and I, you can tell the perspective of the third party, whoever the third party is, I didn't look at the makers, don't believe in the flat earth. Yeah. So they filmed it in a way where when the flat earthers are talking, there's music like, like it's not made by flat earthers. So kind of like um, on reality television when they put on that kind of music and you know that someone's about to get dumped or, yeah. or, or something bad's really going to happen. Yeah, like to some them. guys like saying like, oh, me and my girlfriend are real strong. There's no issues. And if that music, beep, you know that he's wrong or the producers disagree. Yeah, bro. So um, the the experiment seemed weird to me. Like, I'm not a scientist, but basically they just put three poles in a lake and mm -hmm. shot a laser through the poles, through, and then they, like, measured whether or not there was a curve by what point of the pole the laser matched up okay. to. I don't know if that even made sense. But when you watch it, they have a little it. cartoon that shows it. But it wasn't the result that they were expecting. What the flat earth is expected is that the laser would be at the exact same point of all the three yeah. poles because the earth is flat, but they realized, okay, oh no, it's on a different spot. So it means like, yeah. It, it is a weird thing how people react when something that they believe in so, so much mm. is, is proven wrong. Yeah. So, so these people, they obviously weren't going to walk out of that community straight away. They were, yeah. they were still holding on to, to their beliefs. And I think that key word that you said then is yeah. community. Yeah, because man. these are people that I think are the same sort of people that get something positive, whether it's real or not, out of being part of harmless religions. Yeah. And that's that they get to meet up with a group of people that are non-judgmental, mm -hmm. that give them company every week, and they feel they can talk about the week's issues. It's like the the small percentage of the whole organization that is positive. They've got yeah. people who have their back. And I think it's the same with this. Like, yes, of course it's not, it's so hard to, to look at and go, Oh, maybe there's a chance. But like the thing for them is that they have a little community, which I do think is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least they're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And at least they've got people to spend their life with and stuff and mm. something to, something that they feel is, you know, important to them to, to, to spend their life doing, yeah. which is convincing well, trying to convince people that the Earth is flat. <laughs> but maybe, maybe right now, what we're doing, Timmy, this is our flat Earth. We're dressed up as Disney, <laughs> Disney princes. <laughs> like we're making fun of people doing twenty thousand dollar experiments. But me and you are sitting here out in your backyard, dressed yep. as princesses, with like two laptops and a bunch of gear that we've spent months buying mm -hmm. to discuss these people. Yeah. We're the, we're like one step away from them. It's <laughs> like true, man. This is what we pour our time and money into. And I guess the community thing is a big part of it. <laughs> so what would you give the movie out of um, five Disney princesses? I'd give, I'd give it three 
Three and a half Disney yeah. princesses. So is that like a small part of the movie, that experiment? And it covers... And it covers yeah, it's like, a very small yeah. part. So it covers yeah. a whole lot of other things as well? Yeah. Does it cover a lot of the sort of personalities that in, in the community as well? Not a lot, but okay. I think there's like... A, it's under 10. They focus on this yep. chapter. Okay. I think it might even be the Flat Earth Army. They focus on them. <laughs> and like their leader. Yeah. And, and there's this cool kind of underlying... underlying uh, relationship between the main guy and the main girl they're both vloggers they're both like mm -hmm. middle-aged they live in different cities but they're meeting up for all these flat earth conferences and although they don't make it about is their romance or is it oh, there is there an undertone of romance i in think there? so cool, I, feel I like, like that yeah i feel like maybe he's in love with her but she's too committed to her flat earth work to get involved in a relationship right. the way he looks at her and the way that he like kind of mentions when he talks about her the way that his face changes i feel like there's like a love, a forbidden love because they're in their minds, they're like trying to bust open a government conspiracy. So she thinks there's no time for it. So but they're kind of like both priests of their church. Yes. In a way. Yeah. I like that. That's, a, that's, that's actually given me a bit of a push to watch the movie because I, I, I do enjoy that side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right, Cam. Mm. We're going back to Russia. Yes. <laughs> Here is a headline from Russia, everybody. For if, if it is your first time listening to to the podcast, um, through the many episodes we have discussed a lot of stories uh, from Russia, and um, we love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're a crazy bunch of people. What a country! <laughs> so the headline is: Man casually walks out of a hospital for a cigarette with a knife in his back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this hospital patient must have had a serious craving for a cigarette as he tried to walk out of a hospital to go and spark up despite there being a knife embedded in his back. Um, the man, uh, identified only as Vladimir, 34, agreed to return to his bed at the hospital in Russia when he was told, you are about to die. <laughs> That's what it took. <laughs> so I'm going to show you a picture cam mm. and um, if you could describe the picture to the listeners. All right. So it's... The knife handle is pressed right against the flesh, so the blade is pretty much all the way in. It looks like there's the person has stabbed through a tissue and into the body. I think they wrapped it around the base of the of the blade. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then the, there's just blood streaming down from the middle of his back. The blade looks like it would be directly through his spine, so I don't know how he's walking, let alone going for a ciggy. You know ex exactly how he's walking, Kev? Because he's Russian. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I, I have this big belief, right? And so we've spoken about this in previous podcasts before. They're a different breed of people. Yeah. They have, a, they have a tolerance for pain and a tolerance to be able to just get through things. Yeah. That I don't think we living in, you know, in this part of the world will mm. ever truly understand. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There's so many things that are part of our culture that are popping up in the last decade. And I, I'm specifically thinking of the fact that we're trying to get rid of toxic masculinity and speak about emotions. <laughs> but I feel like that Russia will never. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not on the menu. Um, so a nurse filmed the man dressed only in his underwear. A staff tried to reason with him, informing him that only the handle of the knife was visible. Another nurse can be heard in the video asking Vladimir, are you mad? <laughs> While another asks, how far are you going? As he... <laughs> Which I think is a fair question. That's a great question. Yeah, probably a question also you would only get in Russia. Yeah. Like, oh, just around the corner, he's fine. He's Let fine. him go. 
Um, Vladimir managed to leave the hospital where temperature <coughs> outs where the temperature outside was minus ten degrees Celsius and there was snow on the ground. Shirtless. Yeah. A doctor reasoned with him saying, Let's go, have an injection and you can go home. He eventually agreed. The knife was rem- removed and he is now in a stable condition in hospital. Did they so, let him have a ciggy? Um they does the article doesn't say. I think I think Vladimir's probably punched a massive amount of durry since now that he's home he has smashed uh, like four packs (laughs) his wife would have been like i'll get you three packs of tailies and one pack of rollies and he's like all right and then he sneakily got himself another pack of tailies see here's the thing if 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 this was like in australia or somewhere somewhere around here you would think oh that person's in shock Mm. and they're just like oh i need to have a cigarette but the way that the article is is written, it was mm. like, no, Vladimir knew the entire time that he had a, a knife in his back and yeah. a handle out there, and he just wanted to go have a cigarette. And that's why it was all about reasoning with him. They never at any point got a security card, security guard to grab him because they were like, oh no, he's in his right mind. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll all talk and we'll talk through this with him. How far are you going? Or can we just inject you and then let you go home for a ciggy? And he was like, yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah, sounds reasonable. Best offer so far. <laughs> So good on you, Vladimir, for yeah. getting through. Uh, I don't. It doesn't say who stabbed him or or what happened, but um, here's the other thing too: is when I think about knives, right? Mm. I think that the generally the 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 handle is at least the same size as as the blade, right? Yeah. Here's a close up cam of how big the actual handle is, and it's 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 probably it's what, longer about, than an iPhone. Yeah, it's maybe what like half a foot. Longer than the larger iPhone as well, <laughs> and coming straight out of his spine. Yeah. What a beast. <laughs> A Melbourne commuter has frustrated ticket inspectors by refusing to stop meditating. Every day, ticket inspectors will throw off their disguises and begin questioning people who are peacefully seated on Melbourne's trams and trains. Normally, these undercover operations end in someone being interrogated about the intentions behind choosing not to tap on, with the result being a fine for a couple of hundred dollars. This week, ticket inspectors had their system foiled when a commuter made the decision to continue meditating rather than answer the questions being thrown at her by the squad member. <laughs> Yahoo News interviewed the woman, whose name is Steph, and Steph said, I only became aware of the inspector when she smacked on the window next to my head. Then she banged the chair I was sitting on. Then she hit the bag on my lap. Then she started kicking my feet. That's when I came back to see where I was. Came back from, I guess, the astral plane. <laughs> I looked down at my phone, checked the timer, and said, hey, I'm meditating, and I'll be finished in six minutes, and then I closed my eyes again. I don't think she took a breath from her constant berating. She was shouting, show me your ticket, show me your ticket. By ignoring me, you can be prosecuted. The police are going to get involved. When Steph's timer finally went off, she went to her wallet, pulled out her Mikey card, and handed it over to the increasingly frustrated inspector, who tested it to find that she had tapped on. Oh Oh my God. She said to me, do you know what would happen if I had to wait 20 minutes for everyone on this tram to finish their meditation? Steph recalled. And I replied, the world would be a much better place. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That woman that was the, that was the ticket spender just got owned. Yeah, man. That is hard out. Steph is a lord. Good on you, Steph. Oh man, she is amazing. Did it tell you? Um, did it say in the article what uh, what 
area of Melbourne she was she was on? Nah, it didn't say. Oh, yeah, she was a, she was heading to Richmond for like this Greek festival because yeah. I don't know. I don't want to have a stab at her last name, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was going to a Greek festival in Richmond. So it would have been somewhere, a tram arriving in Richmond. Dude, that's so awesome. I, I think about it a lot actually mm. about what jobs would be the worst job to have. Mm. Man, it's, I tell you what, it's hard to find in, 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 in my mind. You know, there's definitely some jobs out there that, that, that may be worse due to like maybe like smells or something like that. Maybe if you worked at like a sewage treatment plant or yeah. something like that. But when it comes to this, uh, just, just the worst jobs when it comes to social interaction, mm-hmm. I think um, tram inspectors maybe are only matched by like ticket inspectors. Like parking fine Dude, givers, yeah, yeah. man. I, I, I am not envious of that life. Yeah, and they they don't do any themselves any favors though. Like the people that work in those jobs are often, I don't know, short fuses. Yeah, man. Do you reckon those people start that way, or do you reckon those people go into that job being like, oh no, this job's going to be fine. Like I'm going to be a different ticket inspector. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be one of those people. I'm just going to go do the job, and I'm going to be very gentle. And yeah. I'm, they were like patient florists and they had the t- all the time in the world to give a little bit of advice on what to write in the card and these flowers would suit the situation. And then they're like, hey, I might have a bit of a career change. Boom. <laughs> turned, <laughs> turned into agro monsters. Do you reckon you ever come back from that? Do you reckon like when you have jo- when you have a job or mm. that's that's part of your life yeah. and you and you turn into that person, do you mm. reckon when you stop doing that job, you go back to who you are? Or do you reckon that once you're in once you're in that role and you become that person, that's kind of your personality from there on out? I think it's about age. Yeah, I reckon true, true, true. If you're in that job when you're like, and I think the, the window is late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. And that's when, I don't know, like the cement hardens mm-hmm. on your soul. Yeah. And these people, if they went from florist to Mikey inspector from 20, age 27 to 28, the, c- the cement's dried. Yeah, that's it. They're going to be so rough and blunt and violent to anyone <laughs> that gets in their way. They, and if they go back to floristry, they're going to destroy every plant they see. <laughs> they're going to put they're going to put bushes in headlocks. <laughs> they're going to strangle sunflowers. Just roundhouse kicking roses down the street. <laughs> <laughs> There's no going back. Oh, well, what what was the name of that the 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 passenger on that tram again? Steph. Steph, hats off to you. Well done. All right, Cam, I got a headline for you, and this this story it mm. gets a little bit dark. Starts right. off light, gets a little bit dark, but right. I I I'm a fan of dark comedy. And I think we can we can find some laughs in it if we try. I'm going to wait till the end before <laughs> I say it. And me too. <laughs> I want to hear how dark. Okay. Um, banana skin slip leaves Auckland woman with permanent injuries. <sighs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> An Auckland woman is warning that slipping on a banana skin is no joke. After serious injuries from a slip left her um, in treatment. Um, Elizabeth on the North Shore was pushing a trolley in the guard bark of a local supermarket on Valentine's Day. Ah, <laughs> oh, gutted. It's so brutal. When she took a tumble, suffering a broken femur um, and cartilage damage in her knee. The culprit for her slip, a single rogue banana skin. 
They do it. You think it's in the cartoons, but they're very slippery. Um, since her accident, uh, she has uh, spent uh, a lot of time in, in, in surgery and, 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 uh, and physiotherapy. Um, uh, almost a year after the inf- in incident, she said um, she's, she's, she's still uh, dealing with the issue. Um, uh, she uh, was reduced to tears uh, recently after seeing a blob of fruit by the entrance of the supermarket several months later. <laughs> a blob of fruit? <laughs> Sorry to laugh at that. Dude, that got me too. <laughs> Look, it's horrible. It's horrible to see someone get hurt, and especially an elderly woman. But there is just look. If you if 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 society is going to spend your all through your youth embedding in you that people slipping on fruit is funny, then it's hard to shake an adult life. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or any blob of fruit. If people slipping on any blob of fruit. That's the thing, man. It's like I don't know. It's it's one of those things. I think that. It's hard because it's you don't want to laugh at people's expense. Uh, but at the same time, I still to this day think that people falling over and hurting themselves is kind of funny. Yeah. 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 Have you have you had times where you've where, where you've had big slips and trips? Yeah, of course. Yeah, do, All you, the do time. you have one in mind? Um, nah. What, what are you thinking? I've, I've, I've got one for you, right? Okay, so yeah. I'll set the scene oh, for of you. of me so, slipping. No, of me okay, slipping. Yeah. So, so I'm back in Brisbane. I'm about 22, 22, 23 years old, somewhere around yeah. there. And we're at this nightclub. Mm-hmm. And so this nightclub has these two, um, these two, um, sets of stairs. So yeah. sort of goes up and then a little curve and then goes up again. So I'm wasted at the top of the stairs. Yeah. And at the bottom is a huge line to get into this this uh, this nightclub yeah and so i just had hip surgery like about um oh dude i just had hip surgery about maybe three or four months beforehand yeah i had a bolt in my hip that i got removed and i'm wasted at the top of these stairs uh, and i go down and i and and i i hit the i hit the the stop part the curve part and so i go down my butt and then i get up again and i fall down the second line as uh, well and i hit the bottom and then i start I just like I'm a 22 year old man, and I'm I'm wasted, and I start thinking about the fact that I've just had hip surgery, and I start crying yeah. in front of this line of people out the front of this nightclub, yeah. and people are laughing at me. Oh man, yeah, and what so, a traumatic <laughs> dude, moment. It is traumatic, but I still look back on that, and I don't know, I still stand by it that people falling downstairs is funny. Yeah, is that is. weird? Like, nah, is that, it's not weird. I kind it's of like, feel bad. I feel bad saying that that I. I think it's built into human nature, yeah. like seeing each other trip over. It's why Wipeout's so good. I love the show <laughs> Wipeout. People just falling over, getting smashed by those padded poles. I actually think that uh, I was thinking about dream jobs for you and I, mm. like to do together. And I think Wipeout host is up there on my list. Yeah, I'd love to be us, me and you, commentating, commentating Wipeout. wipeout. Yeah. Maybe just listeners can just send in videos of themselves getting like get, getting hurt down stairs and we yep. can we can just start there i think everyone starts small you know yep send us your videos of you falling over <laughs> <laughs> or your grandma <laughs> falling over or just videos of their grandma um either or we can have a new segment okay just your grandma <laughs> <laughs> send us your grandma vids all right
that's the end of the main stories. We're going to sub- submissions now, eh, Timmy? Oh, yeah, we got some send-ins now. <clears throat> um, we realised that uh, this year and at the start of the year we've had um, some breaks and everything like that. Um, please keep sending in your um, your suggestions for news stories because we do love to read them out. We do love to hear them. We do. And Cam and I both have one each this week. So if you want Timmy to read out your stories, send them to the Charging Stallion Facebook page. If you want me to read them out, send them to Instagram. So this one comes to us from Stallion Isaac. Thank you, Isaac. Welcome to the show. Police have caught a loose chicken using an oatmeal and cream pie. A chicken in Nashville recently had traffic at a standstill, so police were called in to assist. The chase went all the way from the highway to the CBD and only came to an end when one of the officers ran to his vehicle to fetch his oatmeal and cream pie. Oh, his pie that was going to be for his lunch. Yeah, so he gave that up for the good of the city. (laughs) The chicken calmed right down and allowed the officers to approach it once it saw that the officers were making an offering to it. The chicken was given to an animal shelter who will find a home for it. So it's not going to be killed or eaten. So happy ending all around. I think so. I think, um, and we've spoken about this in stories before as well. Mm. I think that if you're an animal and you've come to some form of uh, social status or you've come, or you've just over, you've overcome something, you look, in my opinion, you have, you have, you've earned your freedom. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a, a little side note on that story. Have you ever eaten an oatmeal and cream pie? It no. sounds doesn't sound good to me. Oatmeal and cream. Do you like both those things? Um, separately? Yeah. yeah. Not wrapped in pastry. What sort of cream do you reckon is like like a custody cream or like a or what were you picturing or like a or like a cream? I was like picturing whipped like cream. whipped cream. Yeah. Like and when I'm picturing oatmeal, I'm picturing like dry muesli. So I'm picturing yeah. like a pie, like pastry, boiling hot pastry from the servo. You pull the lid off, tip the mints out. And then you like put a handful of dry muesli in there and then mm. fill it with whipped cream, slap the lid back on. Come here, chicken. <laughs> like that, <laughs> and to me, that doesn't sound yum. Yeah, it doesn't sound yum at all. But I think for a chicken, it sounds good. They're not phased, eh? Nah, you can like, you, chickens will eat chicken. I hope that that officer's colleagues made fun of him for his lunch. Like he was probably going, oh, this chicken will love it, but I don't want to get my lunch. I don't want them to see that I made, I built <laughs> built this new type of pie, muesli and whipped cream pastry wrap. And then the, the boys would be like, you weirdo. It's kind of like on the same, on the same elk as if you were at work and you had to bring out your um, butter chicken nachos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the food creation yeah. I'm least proud of. You're right, man. <laughs> but if I had to do it for the good of the city, I'd do it. Oh, that's brave of you, bro. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Camera, we've got a uh, send-in from um, Stallion Peters. Oh, welcome, Stallion Peters. Welcome back to the show, man. Thank you for the send-in. The headline for this article, Cam, is Mm. Could Married at First Sight be part of Australia's soft power push in the Pacific? So um, Australia has a new strategy to win over its Pacific neighbours, reality television. Last year, the Prime Minister announced a $17 million package to broadcast commercial television throughout the region as part of Australia's Pacific step up. Yeah. Uh, the government has uh, framed it as a soft power push, which I find, uh, is that a weird phrase? It is, yeah. So what's the, what does it mean? Like they're just saying, so, yeah. they, they don't want to use the word gentle. Is that what they're? I think so. So they want to call it a power move, but I think at the same time, they don't want it to sound threatening. So it's oh, a yeah. soft it's power push. It's just a soft power move. 
<laughs> um, so what they're trying to do is um, get Australian television yep. uh, into New Zealand and the and and, and the Pacific. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. I already know. Have they already started this? I think I think it's starting now. Because yeah. Australian maths or Australian yes. Married at First Sight is massive. So it's yeah. massive here. But when I was back in New Zealand last week. Everyone was talking about maths, yeah. and a lot of them, which I didn't correct them on, were like, "Oh, you probably don't have it." I was <laughs> like, "I don't know, it's Australian." I was like, "I got on my high horse, even though I don't watch it." Like, I'd seen the ads, and I was like, "Yeah, it's the same couples." I still won't watch it. But then when they were saying like, "Oh, yeah, you probably don't have it in Australia," I wanted to be like, "We made it," <laughs> but I didn't. I was like, "Yeah, okay." Did you? Is is the Bachelor? Over there yet? Like the Australia Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise? I don't know if they've got those two. I feel like they probably do. Because Bachelor in Paradise, the second season, comes out this year. And if, you, if you're a listener and you're like, oh, what the hell is Bachelor in Paradise? Yeah. It's the greatest reality television of all time, in my opinion. Mm. And what it is, is they take members, uh, past members of the Bachelor or Bachelorette who didn't find love. Yep. Put them on an island, get them severely drunk from early on in the morning till late in the evening, and each week uh, you got to give somebody another person your rose and couple mm. up, or you get kicked off the island. Yeah, and it slowly narrows down into couples throughout it. It's, I just think, man, it's alcohol just provides a a, a different level of entertainment once mm. you once you give it to people. It's just, I think, if you take any reality television idea and mm. you throw booze into the mix, yeah. it is always going to be better. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine maybe if they had, like, pingers or, like, <laughs> <laughs> or just big bags of Coke? I don't know. I don't know if that would work as well. I think alcohol, is, to be honest, is the most toxic out of out of all the drugs that you could probably give. Or oh, maybe, like, Bachelor in Paradise on meth would be... <laughs> Yeah, violent. <laughs> Real bad. Yeah, man. But I think... I, I think acid would be interesting. Acid would be interesting. Like, if it was a mixture of acid and mushrooms that you gave mm. the contestants and, like, you just increased doses, <laughs> like, you gave... you just kind of rolled the dice and sometimes you just decided as a producer, okay, I'm going to give a real strong dose to that dude tonight and then, like... Yeah, just see what oh, sort so of stuff Also, each time say. you have a tab, you don't know how... How, how ha, ha, potent ha, it's going to be. Oh, so dude. everyone, like, you know how on Jersey Shore they go to the club, like, yeah. cabs are, it's tabs are here, <laughs> and, they all poke their, are here. <laughs> and they all poke their tongue out, and, <laughs> and then it's up to me how potent the thing I put on your tongue is. I like that. <laughs> and, I, and I also like the, I, I like the fact that you're holding... Uh, you, you're holding a position of power there, so you could kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, for those, for, I was going to say, for those uh, not watching, but we only have audio, uh, Cam's face just really lit up there. Just really <laughs> big, beautiful eyes came out, pop, pop, popped by the the, the amazing uh, burgundy red lipstick he's currently wearing. It was a beautiful face, Cam. I loved that. <laughs> All right. It's that time of the show where we cleanse your palate. At the end of every episode, Timmy and I will give you a good news story so that you can wash away all of the mind scum that we just poured through your brain just then. I think kind of needed this week too. For sure. <laughs> the Australian Capital Territory now legally recognises animals as sentient. Sentience refers to the ability to feel emotions, perceive environments like anticipating danger, and experiencing sensations like heat and pleasure. Science tells us that most complex animals have sentience, but until now, no state or territory in Australia has recognised this as law. 
The ACT will soon be the first to do so when it introduces a law that makes it mandatory to consider animal sentience in all welfare laws. The new welfare law is wide-ranging, and it takes into account things like ensuring an animal is groomed, has shelter, and lives in a clean, hygienic environment. It also, also enshrines the right of assistance animals, like guide dogs for people who are visually impaired, uh, to access public spaces, and legislates that people who break into cars to save a dying animal won't face legal ramifications from the owner of that vehicle. New Zealand, Europe and Canada have already recognised sentience in their animal welfare laws. These are major reforms on our approach to animal welfare, ACT City Services Minister Chris Steele said. This isn't a debate about whether or not animals are sentient, it's really about whether or not we should recognise the sentience as law. That's lovely, man. I think, look, I think if you are um, top of the food chain in 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 any way, whether it be with humans, with 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 other humans, or or or, or anything, I think you have a responsibility, man, to take care of others. And yeah. and I think that it's a really cool thing that you know that that the government is putting that out there to say, look, this is something that we have to do and we have to do together. And and I think. You know, it's it's something better in most people that you you gotta you gotta you know take care of of, of the rest of the world and you yeah, gotta take and you gotta take care of the uh, the 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 other the other sentients that 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 are that are here around us and take the the position that we have um, where where we run this planet mm. uh, with respect and 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 do a good job of it. I absolutely agree. Thank you so much for bearing with us and hanging out. It's been a pleasure. Just by hanging out with us, you are a stallion. So thank you for being a stallion. And uh, we, we've got um, a show coming up, Cam. March 15th, if you're in Melbourne, we are playing with Stiff Richards, Meat and Gamgee. It's in the Grace Darling basement. It's hosted by Weird Place. It's 10 bucks. If you've never been down to the Grace Darling basement, uh, it was one of the first ever gigs that I went to here in Melbourne, and it is uh, it's kind of like a cellar down there, mm. and it is an amazing venue to watch punk music. It's an experience. Yeah. It really is. It's very intimate intimate, and um, not rough in a bad way. No, you'll get taken care of down there. You can go down there. It'll be a safe, fun night for you, yeah. but you will, you will have a, a, a wild, fun time down there. You always do. Yeah. I invited my pregnant cousin there last time. Yeah. We played there. Probably don't invite a pregnant person. <laughs> like it is a great time down there. People will look after you, but like it's not a place for for a pregnant person. It's like, a reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets jolly down there. Um, so please, if you do uh, listen to the podcast, um, and you just say you don't want to uh, don't want to send it, send anything in or have any stories read out. Um, we just enjoy hearing from the listeners as well. So if you just want to send us a message and say hello or you see us at um, one of our shows and just want to come up and say hello, uh, please do. We, we, we love talking to the listener of this podcast. And as Cam said earlier, if you are listening right now, you are a stallion too. Have a great week. My name's Cam. My name's Tim. And you've been listening to... Charging Stallion Presents... News We Like. And you're all beautiful Disney princesses. I'll chase them anywhere. It's time to Let me share this whole new world with you. A whole new world.
there's ever been an episode that'll get us in trouble for copyright, it'll be this one. If you heard this episode, you're lucky. <laughs>